0: Like if I don't know you at all, you're you're a cold prospect to me. But we can come together to have a singular conversation and share each of our experiences and our viewpoints. Boom! I mean, we're connecting. I'm starting to trust you much earlier on than I would have if you just sent me, you know, a, a cold email in any other way. I think it's a it's an opportunity.
1: Should we be changing our marketing approach?
0: Have you hit a
2: wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business, Tightly Fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff.
1: there all you cool cats and kittens this is carol baskin wanting to thank you for supporting wingnut rescue i'm joined by the tiger king joe exotic
2: natalie and (laughs) graff you're such a nerd darla i don't think nerd's the word uh strange nerd is the word weird not really sure what this is natalie and giraffe yes darla
1: we are in the middle of a pandemic I know. I know, you know, because you're on the front lines with the Miami-Dade Fire Rescue. Thank you so much for all you do and for bringing it home to me so I can get sick.
2: (laughs) You're welcome. I try.
1: Uh, That's a real danger. It's something we've considered. And you are now, what, eight feet apart from me? Yes. (laughs) She hasn't kicked me to the other room yet. I'm not making light of it. I'm just
2: like, oh, it's either cry or, or, you know, nervously laugh. I think nervously laugh would probably be the better thing to do. Better I thing mean, to do. What are we going to do? All the first responders and frontliners go over in a house together. I can't I mean, tell
1: you though how obsessed I am with Tiger King. I'm actually rewatching it with you this time.
2: I know because you didn't wait on me. No, no, I think I have two more episodes and I finish it up. It's white trash gold. It is. I heard they're releasing some more. Why? An extra
1: one, I think, I with did. some more titillating details on how Carol murdered her husband. I'm sure. <laughs> Allegedly. She murder- Allegedly. Right. right. In quotations. There. Right. Allegedly. I'd have to say that so they don't come after you. Natalie Engraff. Today's guest is well known to us, Kelly Campbell. She's our business coach. Yeah, she's pretty amazing. She owns Agency Scaler. She's our business coach on the Wingnut Social side, and she's been incredibly helpful to us as of late. And she has tons of experience working with marketing companies, working with agencies. She's owned her own in the past. It was doing like $6 million a year. And she has lots of experience around the industry, getting feedback from people and advice on what they're doing for their marketing right now during this current pandemic, what's working for them, what's appropriate, right? We don't want it to ring hollow or shilly, shilly or tone deaf, right? So there's a certain approach. So we're going to get into it and talk to her and see how you guys should be approaching your marketing during the sensitive time because you don't want to disappear. You still want to be there. You still want to be there for your followers and your fans and your supporters, but it's not business as usual, right? So there are some changes and some sensitivities to think about.
2: Absolutely. I think um, she's the perfect person to talk to and get into this with.
1: Okay, so not only is Kelly Campbell our business coach, so there you go, there's an endorsement. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. After 14 years of starting, scaling, and selling her own digital agency in New York, Kelly began helping other agency leaders do the same. She works with established agencies in the creative and tech industries, typically with 1 to 2 million in annual revenue, looking to transform and who are committed to investing in themselves and the healthy growth of their organization. As a consultant or coach, Kelly takes a unique and holistic approach to helping agencies level up and helping CEOs define the life they want to live. From first-hand experience, she understands that agency ownership transcends numbers. It's a journey that can be an emotional roller coaster. Uh, Hello, raising my hand, or lead to a spiritual awakening. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Kelly Campbell to the Wingnut
0: Social Podcast.
1: Hey there, Kelly Campbell. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you?
0: Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to have the conversation. Oh, you know what? When I first met you,
1: I I think on our first phone call together, I was like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing and your voice is so awesome. Would you come on the podcast? Didn't I do that like right away? I
0: think you did. I think it was about (laughs) two minutes into the conversation. I'm like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) And now you know, for better or for worse, now
1: we know who each other is. Yes. All right, Kelly. So I've already told the Wingnuts that you are our business coach for the Wingnut social side. So who better then to ask a business coach for marketing, you know, what's going on with this current situation with the coronavirus, with the, the COVID-19 pandemic, on um, marketing approaches. Like, I want to get your take on what you're seeing trending in the industry with your clients, with people doing their social media marketing, and give some advice to the wing that's listening, some takeaways on how they should be approaching their primarily social media marketing, but marketing in general during this pandemic and some of your brilliant takeaways.
0: Are you game? I am definitely game. And I will start out by saying that none of us have ever been in a situation like this before. We can offer guidance based on intuition. We can offer guidance based on best practices, but you have to throw some of that out the window because this is not the norm. I don't have all the answers. I think it would be kind of ridiculous for anyone to sit here and say, yes, I know exactly what should be done. That said, I think that there are some takeaways from the human perspective. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and then, you know, obviously transcend that into marketing.
1: Of course. And that's why I invited you on the show because <laughs> I knew that you were going to be brilliant from the get-go. Natalie, go.
0: So because we
2: are living in the uh, the new normal right now, how important is it for us to go ahead and continue that marketing at this time?
0: It's really a great question. And it's one that I'm getting a lot from my own clients and other people who are reaching out for some support because it's the question that's on everyone's mind. I don't want to be insensitive during this time, but I also have a business to run from my perspective It's not the time to sort of hibernate. Yes, we're hibernating in our homes physically, but it's not the time to hibernate when it comes to your marketing. What you have to do is sort of achieve what I might call an integration between divine masculine and divine feminine. And what I mean by that is... We don't want to be so action-oriented that we're not conscious of how other people's experiences are during this time. There are people who are out of jobs. There are people who are sick. There are people who have had deaths in the families already. We can't be insensitive to those things. But not marketing during this time is, from my perspective, it's not the right way to go about it. Because at the end of this, and there will be an end to this, people are actually going to remember how you made them feel during this time. They're going to remember who showed up, who reached out to just check in on them, who reached out with support, who reached out with free resources to help them during this time, even if they weren't a paying client. So I think that there's a really important lesson in all of this, that leaning in and making sure that we kind of take care of each other and provide support, in this case, to our clients is the most important thing right now. And it's not about hiding under the covers. It's about stepping up.
1: I agree. And to your point, that's something that we've been doing at Wingnut is offering free resources. We're doing seminars and webinars, offering free advice for clients. We just finished actually the MyDoma 19 days webinar for social media advice for that. And if there's ever a time to just jab, 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 but not do a right hook, (laughs) Gary Vaynerchuk. Thank you. $1 to Gary Vaynerchuk. Now is the time to do it. And I have seen a lot of designers, they're going and they're doing marketing, but they're pushing their e-designs and they're still doing a lot of sales things. You know, we're still open. Would you like to do an e-design consultation? And to me, although you want your clients to know that you're still open for business on that level, I don't think we should be blatantly advertising that right now. To me, that rings a little hollow. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, yeah, again, that's kind of what I was talking about with that masculine energy. Masculine energy is a very aggressive, action-oriented, I mean, I'm using this as a blanket statement, but I'm oblivious to the world around me. I have horse blinders on to say, I just want to make this sale and I'm going to do that no matter what. That is not the approach right now. This is more of a being energy, a supportive energy, an energy coming from wisdom. And in that, there's empathy and there's compassion. You have to be really conscious of what people's experience is at this moment and also offering the support. So I look at this from a business perspective as a really great opportunity to fill your pipeline. And if you have interior design firms out there who are trying to push those consultations, trying to push anything where they're super salesy and they're really leaning into that, I think it's more about offering those things as a support or maybe if a prospective client was looking to do those things before this pandemic happened, making sure that those design firms are leaning into that and still offering that support and that guidance And then at the tail end, when things open up again, and we're allowed inside of people's homes, then that could build that pipeline. So again, I think it really is this integration or this balance between the two, being conscious, being sensitive, and also filling our pipeline. That might not be such a a clear answer to people. You know, there's no magic bullet to this. I think that's also something that we have to just call out. I hear what Darla's
2: saying and I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to put it in my Amish saying here.
0: (laughs) Your Amish words.
2: So what are your thoughts if an interior design firm would decide, you know what? You know people are bored. People are going crazy. They're climbing up the walls. They're trying to find stuff to do. What if an interior design firm said, hey, tired of looking at your home? give us a chat. We'll do a 30 minute Zoom meeting just to give you some ideas to change things while you're sitting at home. I mean, is that too shilly or does it come off? Hey, you're bored. We're bored. Let's do something. You mean for free?
0: Yeah, for free. Just like, hey, we're willing. Yeah. I um, That's exactly what I'm talking about.
2: Amish
1: wins. Yay! just like a free FaceTime walkthrough to get, you know, that actually is a really good idea, Natalie. I'm not stupid. I mean, we're just, I mean, it's a long-term play, right? Just like Kelly was saying, at the end of this, we are going to get back to some kind of normal. And that is a way to to support your clients. And they are stuck at home. Show us your home office. We'll give you some off the cuff,
2: you know. It could be an immediate change for mm -hmm. short-term marketing. And then how could you elaborate that in for the long term, I mean, not elaborate. That don't make
0: right. <laughs> how could you? Um... <laughs> Wait a minute. So I, I do speak Amish, by the way. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank God. So the extension between filling that pipeline now and you know how does that translate into new business in the future? You know, again, it's about showing support, showing up for people, offering them something that, like I said before, right now it could literally just be a distraction. And I mean that in a good way. You're bored. I'm bored. You've been thinking about renovating that living room. Like, let's jump on a call and see what that looks like. Offering that and getting somebody excited about the space that they have to be contained in right now, I think that's a huge opportunity. And following up with them via email, on social media, whatever the situation may be, maybe um, letting them know that you have a podcast and and say hey, you know, you could listen to this for 45 minutes each week. It'll give you some inspiration, whatever the case may be. Letting them know that you have these resources and these things that are available to them. They haven't even paid you a dime yet. How you're making them feel at this very critical moment when they're really scared, they're really uncertain. Some people don't really like to lean into their their introspective work, so they're looking for distraction. This is a really healthy way to give them what they're ultimately looking for. And so they're going to remember from a brand awareness and brand perception perspective, they're going to remember how you made them feel. And when it comes time in a few months or later this year for them to actually go ahead and do that, go through the process of a potential renovation or whatever the services are that you're providing, they are absolutely going to come back to you. Not only because they appreciated how you supported them at a really low time, a dark time in their lives, but because you kept in contact with them. And I think that's where the marketing extension that you're talking about comes into play.
2: So when we're doing this marketing, we're reaching out to them. How personal should we get with information like, you know, has this affected our family directly? I mean, do we have anything that's that's been tragic because of this or do we just try to keep it all business as usual?
0: So it's actually um, a, a really beautiful question. And I'm super happy that you asked me because this is what i love to talk about. There is no such thing as business as usual anymore. There has been this silo between our personal lives and who we show up as at work that is just completely collapsing in a good way. It's completely fading away. And I have been personally waiting for this moment. <laughs> I kind of felt that it was coming for the last few years, but I have been waiting for this. The short answer to the question is yes, get personal. It's time to dissolve that line, that barrier between personal and business. There is no difference. It's about integrating the two. So for example, I just worked with a client the other day and we we're about to send out, you know, some, emails, again, talking about not stopping uh, your marketing in the current situation. He wanted to do some warm outreach to a couple of accounts that were on his target list. So together we crafted this email and he gave me a little bit of pushback because I started the sentence a little bit different than what he was used to. And it was kind of like him sharing his experience about being at home with his wife and his two kids, and how that's creating a a little bit of frustration for him. But it also at the same time enabled him to realize that he is sitting in a place where he's become almost grateful for the experience. Uh, Again, not to minimize the tragedy and all of this, but it allowed him to be really grateful for his family. Not that he wasn't grateful before, but it was even more highlighted. And so he, I said, lean into that. Show your humanity, show your personality in these outreach emails. And then you can get into talking about their pain points and, and what's going on on their end and all of that. I'm a big fan of dissolving that line between the two. So get personal for sure. Ask people how they're feeling. Tell them how you're feeling. This is a moment where there's a common denominator there's a conversation starter. It's not necessarily a happy one, <laughs> but it's an opportunity for both of us to share. And there's nothing that's going to be more effective. When we can have a dialogue, like if I don't know you at all, you're, you're a cold prospect to me, but we can come together to have a singular conversation and share each of our experiences and our viewpoints, boom, I mean, we're connecting, I'm starting to trust you much earlier on than I would have if you just sent me, you know, a a cold email in any other way. I think it's a, it's an opportunity.
1: Kelly, I'm glad you mentioned emails. Let's talk a little bit about emails, because I get a billion emails a day, which I'm sure you do too. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many of them have been chilly and salesy. Yep. Salesy, here's my interior, you know, in this time, here's my interior design program. So you buy this and... (laughs) When you get on the other side, you'll be all set. You know, it's sell, 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 sell. So let's talk a little bit about, again, we did touch on, you know, how sensitive and, and fragile that is at this time. Let's talk about calls to action in your emails. So should you just leave them out at all? Or are we just changing the calls to action with something like the reply back and let us know how you're doing the end and just forgetting that whole sales thing just 100% or are there any calls to action anywhere on social media? Tell us
0: a little bit about that. So I would say that you shouldn't negate calls to action in general because you are reaching out to them for a purpose. And if the purpose is where you're sitting is more from a comfortable place of, yes, reply back to this email. I really would like to chat to hear how you're doing. Totally fine. That's still a call to action. The more direct calls to action in terms of sending them somewhere, I think it cannot be driven toward a sales funnel, it can't be driven toward some product, something that's going to be, you know, that's going to come across and and hit you and land with you the way that you're describing how those emails landed with you on your end. Yeah, um, I think anything that's going to be direct has to be of value, and it has to be free. And I don't love the word free. But what I mean by it is, is it relevant to me? Is it going to add value to my life? So think about it in terms of all of the different assets that you have. You have social media platforms where people can get inspiration. So maybe the call to action is like, get inspired. And then it leads over to your, your Instagram page. Maybe it's, hey, I thought that this particular podcast episode would be really relevant to you. Click over here to, to listen to it. You know, something that shows that you are really considering them and that it's not about a sale. Right. You know, there are so many people that are offering programs and coaching and phone calls and consultations and whatever, you name it. And I see so many, you asked about industry trends before, I see so many giving and coming from a really altruistic place. I think that's the only place to come from right in this moment, right? Now that could change in a few months when everybody is really used to the new normal. Yeah. But what we're talking about is right now, and all we know is right now.
1: And we do have to pay the bills, so who knows how long this is going to go down. Right.
0: Well, that's that's a whole nother conversation about how this is really opening up and shining a light on the things that we were doing that were not healthy in our own lives and in our businesses. So,
2: talking about money, how do we get... Paid fairly for our services. If we're give, give, giving. I mean, we obviously don't want a discount, but do we want a discount? How how do we go about talking about that right now? I mean, payment plans. I mean, how do we just come up and say, hey, listen, you know, these are my services. I, I don't think we should discount, but I mean, I I'd like to hear your opinion on that.
0: Yeah, well, your intuition is correct. I am a fan of never discounting for any reason. Cause basically it just devalues what you're offering. If you're gonna charge me five thousand dollars for something and then all of a sudden you're gonna say, Oh, because there was a question mark, or because I want you to sign up quicker, I'm going to do it for 4000 Well, now I don't trust you. Because now you've only injected doubt in the fact that, well, you were going to make at least $1,000 on this. Now you're probably going to make, right? So discounting, it just undervalues you. And that is not what we want to do. But a payment plan is a different thing. A payment plan is, I'm going to meet you halfway, you're going to meet me halfway. Right, And if cash flow is a little bit of an issue, and we want to retain you as a client or attract you as a client, and part of that means that we have to do a little bit of a different structure where instead of getting paid 100% upfront, maybe we're getting paid 50% upfront, or, you know, I'm not a fan of getting paid at the end of a month for services. But, you know, you figure that out, you know, maybe they're paying a little bit more on the tail end, maybe they're, you know, you, you figure out maybe they're paying twice per month, as opposed to once per month, you have those conversations. And those are fearless negotiations. But at the end of the day, those negotiations have to come from a place of a win-win. I'm actually going to have someone on on my podcast soon talking exactly about that, about how, how we show up in negotiation is really a reflection of our own self-worth. So yeah, I, I agree. I understand that you've got to make money. I think that payment plans and having those discussions can only build trust. It could be a win-win situation. You're getting the client in, you're able to then pay your bills, they're getting the services that they want, and in a payment structure that makes sense for their cash flow.
1: Excellent answer. Let's dial into social media marketing now. We are all quarantined, so we are captives. Social media... Um, marketing, the people laying their eyes on videos, people laying their eyes on social media, engagement is up about 40% mm-hmm. according to the the latest later article that I read. And I don't want to be insensitive and I don't want to seem crass, but I also want to talk facts. So well, at least my position here at Wingnut Social has been now is not the time to stop doing social because you're down in the dumps or you think it's inappropriate to do with some of the practices that you, know, you and I just spoke about. But now I think more than any is a really good time to get in there and really to double down on your social and make sure that you are still posting because people are all over it. They have really nothing else to do. It's either Netflix, Zoom, or social media. Is that being too insensitive or is it taking too much advantage of that circumstance? Or what are your thoughts? No,
0: I mean, I think it's opportunity. We have to be creative right now. And the content that you're putting out is, is a whole different conversation. But just the, the concept of leaning into social media right now, I think is a smart play. I think the people who are saying, Oh my God, we don't know what the future looks like. I have all of this fear and this uncertainty and, and I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to pull back a hundred percent of my marketing budget and not do anything. I think that's a mistake. I agree. And I will say that for my money, I mean, I've actually been experimenting on the
1: Darla Powell interior side, which is my other business, promoting Instagram posts, promoting those instead of, you know, just doing the organic traction. And I've received 500 new followers already since this whole this started when that seems kind of vapid. But again, if we're looking at it like a long play, in setting up those genuine, engaged followers for the long run and, and putting out the content that you spoke of it's a good time as your acquisition
0: cost is a lot less. yeah, absolutely huge opportunity and when we again get to the other side of this because we will I want I want to yes. put an exclamation point in that. <laughs> um, we will get through this. those 500 people that are now following you and there probably will be about 500 to 2,500 more by the end of this, right? Those people are what I would consider very, very, very top of the funnel. Those are what I would consider warm prospects. They know who you are. They've taken the step to actually follow you. Now the question on the other side of this is going to be, how do we convert a percentage of them? Once we don't have to, I won't say not be as sensitive, but once we can actually start offering things where there is a program or there's some kind of more direct call to action that is going to turn into a proposal, right? When things are more appropriate, then the question becomes, how do we leverage that? Because right now we're just in building mode, right? We're in give mode. We're we're in give mode, but we're in, from the business or social media perspective, we're in like audience building mode. right? Um, We're building a new world. We're building a new following, like all of these things literally and metaphorically. So on the other side of this, then the question is going to become what strategies do you have in place in order to convert a percentage of those? And, you know, again, that's a whole nother conversation. But I think if you have that mindset, you can start to look outside of this darkness and realize like, oh, I actually have a plan, things are starting to work, I am seeing more engagement, I am seeing higher followers, I am seeing more comments, all of these things. And now what is my strategy going to be now that I have all of this downtime? quote unquote, (laughs) what is my strategy today for three months from now? I think that's a good use of someone's time. Yeah, I think so, too. And I don't have a lot of downtime, really. <laughs>
1: and you, I know you don't. Natalie doesn't have downtime, but a lot of our audience right now does. Yeah. To sit in there and to really just devise that strategy and to build that audience. And the audience that I'm building because I'm, I'm promoting Darla Powell Interiors designs and posts, those are people that are genuinely interested in what we're doing over in the design firm. So I think that's that's really terrific advice. Yeah. Natalie, what you got?
2: I'm just listening. I agree. <laughs> I don't I don't have any objections here.
1: Are you, Deidre? dreaming of butter churns
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: my god you guys are great
2: <laughs> Now I was thinking more of a carriage ride
1: Natalie and Giraffe.
2: Yes, Darla Jethro Powell.
1: Who is our go-to vendor for Darla Powell Interiors?
2: Oh, that's easy. Curry & Company.
1: And why is that, Natalie?
2: Oh, because let me tell you, they have beautiful stuff. They are every designers and, of course, project manager, that's me, dream to work with. (laughs) Because did you know that over 90% of their stuff is in stock? That's like 1,700 SKUs at all times. I did. And Curry & Company has top-notch service, quick shipping, and very reasonable
1: order minimums, which is really important.
2: Absolutely. I know you guys go to them first. Say, hey, we're going to hit Curry & Company. What do they got? How can they help us? It's amazing. So, Darla, where do they have to run on over to?
1: That's right. So, guys, be sure to head on over to curryandcompany.com and scroll your little fingers on down to that designer checkbox and sign up for their stellar trade program today. Oh, and be sure to tell Beth Ann that we sent you. She's amazing.
2: I love Bethann. She's a fireball. I wish
1: I had her energy. Again, that's KoreanCompany.com. You can thank us later. Okay, Kelly. So we are talking about our content for our marketing, not to give up on it. But there's a lot of businesses out there who are going to go maybe belly up during this because if you're give, give, giving, you're not really bringing in income. So let's talk about positioning during this time in the market. And what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, one of my favorite conversations... I do have a lot of clients who are questioning their positioning, and these were probably clients who were questioning their positioning before the pandemic, by the way. So I think we have to be conscious of that first. Right. The way that I think about positioning, and I know it's a term that is thrown around a lot, but I think about it like sort of a whirlpool. I'm a very visual person, so just kind of go with me. So the whirlpool, inside of that whirlpool, exists a few things. First of all, it's, does your team have expertise in the area where you're positioned? Deep expertise, historical expertise. Does your team have passion for what they do? You know, you can have, have had done something for many, many years, but you could have lost passion for it. Uh, maybe you didn't have passion for it from the get-go. Then you think about market demand, and that's the most relevant out of all of these for right now. Because there is no market demand really for anything other than homemade masks, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So market demand and then profitability. Can I make money at this? Because you can have three of those without the fourth one. You can be passionate. You can have deep expertise. There could be market demand. But if you're doing something or providing a service where the prospects or, or the client base that you have just does not have the money, and you cannot make money at it, well then you have a positioning issue. So you could imagine that, you know, you really have to have all four of these things moving in the right direction, in the same direction, in order for the whirlpool to move. Make sense? What if you have all three but the passion? <laughs> what happens there? It's the it's the same Can answer. You have to have is. all four moving in the right direction. Otherwise, your whirlpool will not be able to churn. I know Natalie got really excited about the butter chart. I
2: did, I know. I was thinking butter, okay. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, it's it's gotta be all moving in the right direction. And so that's that's where I come from.
1: So there's there really is no give on any of those. There's no you give. Just be 75% or 50%, it's gotta be 100% of all those.
0: Well, okay. So yes, it has to be 100% of that all locked in, moving in that right direction. However, the caveat is that positioning really just needs to represent the majority. Of what you do. Okay, so let's call the majority 75 to 85% of what you do, there are always going to be outliers between 15 and 25%. So you might be positioned as a social media agency for interior designers, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 15 to 25% of your clients may be outside of that realm.
1: That's from an agency standpoint. Let's talk about from an interior design standpoint. How would you equate that?
0: From an interior design standpoint, if you're talking about residential versus commercial, just as an example, maybe the vast majority of your work is in commercial and the outlier is residential. It just depends on what your mix is. But all of the things that I talked about before in terms of that whirlpool visual that has to all be moving in the right direction or in the same direction and a majority focus on that. If there isn't one of those things that are is is moving in the same direction as the others, uh, I would look at that. I would take this time to really look at that. I, I see it a lot with a lot of agencies that I work with, creative agencies and branding agencies and development agencies that are focused on, for example, nonprofits as a broad, broad category, right? Maybe even like arts organizations, a lot of those hmm. organizations are going to be hurting. And yeah. there's a question there. And so some of the questions that I'm getting on the the coaching side are like, am I positioned in the right? Like, I just feel like I'm going, going to completely go under because I'm in the wrong market. Well, hmm. the reality is that maybe there was a bit of a positioning issue to begin with. And now we just have to dial it in. So looking at what are the sub-verticals or the the more niched-down verticals within that larger spectrum of, for example, nonprofits. I'm just using that because it's the first one that's coming to my mind. So in the nonprofit space, there might be some educational organizations that are really being called right now to the forefront because there are so many kids that are distance learning. There are so many schools and so many people who are just really trying to figure out how do we get the word out there? How do we market to kids. If it's a private school, now we're thinking about enrollment for September. Well, we got to start that now. So they're going to need help marketing. They're going to need help on social media. Maybe that is inside of that pivot of nonprofit foundation education, that whole larger category. Maybe it's about dialing in and figuring that out.
1: Let's say from an interior design standpoint, maybe you have been just in the I don't know, middle of the road, interior design, not really high end, not really budget, not, not really DIY. And our positioning there, are you saying that, okay, maybe if that wasn't working out for you to take this time to be introspective, to figure out who your ideal client is and going forward? Yeah, absolutely. Am am I, am I warm? Okay. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I I think it is. It's again, this is an opportunity to dive inward, and I think that's how
1: we're looking at it, to stay positive. You know, this word, taking time to slow down, to dive inward, to do some puzzles and watch Tiger King. <laughs> you know, I still have not seen that show. Oh, you run, don't walk. No, it I... a great white trash festival.
0: Oh, okay. I love it. I don't think so, but okay.
1: <laughs> it's a white trash train wreck. It's It's delicious. I love it. All right. Well, Kelly, of course, you know, we love you. You're amazing. I'm so... I'm so happy our our paths have crossed here at Wingnut Social and in life in general. (laughs) But now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round.
0: The What Up Wingnut round. Okay. Wow.
2: Now it's time for What
0: Up Wingnut. All right.
1: Kelly Campbell, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be
0: and why? I would be uh, Sangu Kaku, which is a coral-colored maple. Why? Because it's just beautiful. And when it's uh, so I live in New York. And when it's winter, you know, there's obviously it's stark and it's white. And there are so many trees and and bushes and things that have no color to them, no greenery. But in the dead of winter, this beautiful, like coral colored thing, this being just kind of like juts out against that white (laughs) landscape. And it's so gorgeous.
1: I can confidently say that's our first Sengu Kaku tree. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it
0: right, but I'm just
1: going to go with that. I have absolutely no idea. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Happiness within. Oh, that was pretty quick. If you were a golden girl, which golden girl would you be?
0: So do you want like the, the real answer or do you want like the podcast answer? <laughs> we would like the real answer, please. This is a legit podcast. Oh, man. Okay. I'll just, I, I, it would be Blanche in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, so yeah, I can't hide that. (laughs) Girl, say no more. Say no more.
1: I can't tell you how many Scorpios I've been through. (laughs) Okay, last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or
0: professionally. I am going to say The Trauma of Everyday Life. Holy cow. Okay, what's that? Uh, It's just a book that's had a, a really profound influence on me. It was recommended by my Buddhist psychology coach, and I had read a book by the same author many, many, many years ago. And for some reason, I had never come across this particular one. And I would say it's it's been pretty life-changing.
1: Alrighty, cool. And that was The Trauma of Everyday Life. Kelly Campbell, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Please tell the wingnuts listening where they can go and find you and your awesome sauce services and about your Thrive
0: podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, so my website is klcampbell.com, spelled just like the soup, although no relation. On Instagram, my handle is Agency Scalar. Those are the two places where you can find me.
1: All right, guys, and be sure to check out our podcast, the Thrive Podcast. Am I saying that correctly?
0: Yeah, so it's um, the podcast is a video podcast specifically for creative agencies, and okay. it's called Thrive, Your Agency Resource. Um, you can find that on my website, but if you don't feel like going to klcampbell.com and then clicking links, then you can just go directly to agencyscaler.com and it'll take you right to the podcast on the site.
1: Awesome sauce. And there's actually a lot of marketing on that. It's not I mean, it is for agencies generally, but you can learn a lot about marketing as well with your guests and everything. There's some really good stuff. On yeah,
0: there. it's it's marketing. I would say it's more from the standpoint of leadership and um, how we show up as leaders and how that influences our culture at our firms. And it does not have to be necessarily related to agencies. It could it's really for creative leaders is probably the best way to put it.
1: That's exactly how I would describe it, too. So, yeah, if you don't have an agency, don't feel like you can't listen to it. You absolutely can. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Please stay safe. And we're all going to come out of this on the other side. We're in this together. right?
0: Absolutely. We are all part of the same oneness. This has been really fun. I'm so excited that uh, you asked me to come on.
1: (laughs) We are, too. Thank you so much.
2: Carla Jethro Powell.
1: Yes, Natalie Andrew.
2: Did you learn anything?
1: Um, yeah. Kelly's awesome, right? So she's a wealth of knowledge and she's our coach for a reason. But pretty much it was intuitive. Give, 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 and don't be salesy right now. To me, I mean, that just seems commonsensical. So I
2: hope that... Commonsensical. Commonsensical. That's a new one. Okay. are Are you learning the Amish language? Maybe? A little? Maybe a little. You know, I had a question for her, but I pretty much gathered all the information that I needed after listening to her and... I think now might be the time to make sure you're in the right position, Reevaluate your business, rebrand if you have to, mm-hmm. really, really do some soul searching into figuring it out to make sure you have all four of those components that are in the whirlpool together and they're not fighting each other, one going one way and one going the other.
1: Right. Well, you know, we are doing a whole completely new website with some new verticals. Absolutely. With Nicole Heimer of Curio Electro is taking our website up to the next level, and I'm really excited about the launch of that, which is you know, it's still we're like at the beginning stage of it. So it's a few weeks away. So we're really excited to see that new website come out. We've got a whole bunch of good things in store. But uh, for now, really, it's just putting out content, putting out how can we help you with your social media marketing. If you guys have any questions, send us an email to info at com, And we'll be happy to help you out or answer any questions that you might have. That's no problem at all. Natalie and I hope you're staying really know, safe in this. I know it's getting really boring to be at home. Natalie and I actually have a a, a Zoom happy hour planned for later this evening <laughs> so we can keep our sanity with some of our friends and there may or may not be libations involved. I would uh, say.
2: Happy hour, Darla. Two happy plus hour. two. Oh, yeah. Happy Just hour. saying. Does yeah. Libations. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Listen, okay. I, you know,
1: I, my my wires don't always fire correctly. No, they
2: don't. I know. This
1: is this is a thing. All right. Well, I think that's it for today, Natalie. Got anything else? I have to go hop on a Zoom
2: meeting, which is the new normal. Yes, it is. I think that's it. Follow us on all our social media channels at Wingnut Social, and we'd be glad to help you. So yep. long. Sounds good. See you.
1: FaceTime. Granny. Granny! How are you
2: doing, Granny?
1: How you holding up with this hair coronas? <laughs> for some reason, this morning, <clears throat> that music just started randomly going through my head. You might want to see
2: someone for that. There's no cream for that. Darla Carol Baskin Cow. Cow? <laughs> <laughs> oh! Ah! Uh.
1: That looks pretty sweet right there. Good boy, Mango.